Hello world and welcome to Business Technology Weekly Tech Republic's news podcast featuring essential headlines, top technology trends, and thoughtful stories. I'm Dan Patterson and with me on this episode as always is Tech Republic editor Bill Detweiler and editorial assistant Amy Talbot. Amy and Bill, thanks again for joining the show. Hey. hey. All right, so it's been a great week in technology. We're all excited about it. We have stories about astronauts. We have stories about agriculture and facial recognition with cows. What? Yeah, really. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, a couple stories about Windows, Linux, and iPads. So, gang, uh, let's do the news. At the MTech Digital Conference in San Francisco this week, Tech Republic staff writer Hope Reese attended a panel discussion where business leaders from companies such as GE and Amazon spoke about the effect AI can and will have on various industries. Now, one example provided by GE's VP of Software Research was to create a digital twin of specific machine parts that could help companies improve their efficiency maintaining equipment. So think about it like this. A plane that flies in a hot, harsh climate will have contamination build up on its blades. Now, this can cause problems for the plane to fly, right? So the company needs to inspect the planes every 200 flights. But if nothing's really wrong with that part, then the time is wasted in the maintenance shop, and it's also wasted because the plane isn't in use and it's not making money for the airline. But what if you could build a digital twin of that physical part? If you could, then you could use data from the environment, real-world data, and produce what was called a cumulative damage model. And then that would help you only bring the plane in for service when it needed it, which could save tens of millions of dollars. That's pretty fascinating. And it's all about AI. I think the theme of the, the show this week is efficiency. There's tons of stories about hey, how AI is working with different industries to help improve margins, right? Definitely. Make things more efficient, yeah. make uh, things cheaper, more cost-effective, and just provide better services, too. So it's not all about the dollars and cents. So speaking of robots, Autodesk and 3B, 3D Robotics partnered with the city and county of Denver to map the historic landmark Red Rocks uh, with autonomous drones that deliver data to the or through the cloud. Drones are helping to map and preserve data about Red Rocks uh, for engineering purposes and environmental purposes. And then data is uh, synced up with mapping data and uploaded to the cloud and downloaded then to different uh, engineering projects. It's, it's a really fascinating use of not quite AI, but definitely robotics and drones for, again, efficiencies, maximizing efficiency, helping uh, engineering and environmental projects become more uh, efficient. It turns out that a lot of the tech that astronauts use on the International Space Station is devices we use on a daily basis. There are 100 Linux and Windows-based laptops on board for six crew members, and they're used to do things like manage experiments and control the robotic arms that help assemble the station. This week, Nick Heath spoke with Stephen Hunter, the, ma the manager for computer resources on board the ISS. Hunter said that most of the laptops are newer models, but one... The Lenovo T61P ThinkPad has been in use since 2009 because of its low failure rate. 
Wow. He said the crew also uses iPads for a variety of functions. Um, one is used in an experiment involving DNA biosequencing, and others are just used to help the crew stay in touch with friends and family. And I think, as Nick said in his article, um, one of the astronauts actually ran the London Marathon on board uh, with help of an iPad app. You know, switching gears from space to another really important topic, security, a recent security study from CompTIA found that nearly half of companies believe their security measures are good enough. Now, this seems a little bit surprising given the increasing frequency of high-profile cyber attacks and the increased mainstream media coverage that they're getting. But this belief, this belief also doesn't seem to reflect the growing emphasis enterprise IT departments put on security. So what's going on? Well, as CompTIA points out, merely making security a high priority doesn't always translate into improved security practices. Companies may not fully understand the nature of modern threats. Uh, they may need to support technology with process and education. Um, they may not understand the necessity of proactivity when it comes to monitoring events, along with building strong defenses. So in addition to this belief, that security is already good enough, issues such as prioritization or other technology, uh, prioritization of other technology over security, and maybe a lack of having really good security metrics, all this combined could actually be hampering security improvements and giving people this false impression that what they're doing is good enough. So definitely check out Connor Forrest's article on Tech Republic for more details about the report and for a list of best practices that you can use to keep your company from falling into the just good enough trap when it comes to security. You know, that's the thing. The best practices list is the thing I really like and appreciate here because I'm willing to bet there are so many companies, SMBs and enterprise alike, where you're like, yeah, look, I know that my security is probably up to snuff, but I'm busy running my business and you know, there's only so much resources to go around. And this security stuff, if you think about institutional businesses, uh, security is really snuck up uh, very quickly and very quietly. And I like a best practices list because it it's – in answer to the question, now what? I know security has lapsed. What can I do about it? This list uh, in Connor's story is very useful. And I think that's part of what Connor was trying to get across in that the report says is basically, look, people have said security is a high priority. They know it's a high priority. But what can they actually do to now take real action and make real change within the organization, which the report says is difficult to do? And as virtual reality has matured in the past several years and technology has improved, Forge FX, a company that makes industrial simulators, has made a bet on VR as the next evolution in simulators. Aaron Carson reported that de-icing airplane wings is one of the, one situation the company has figured out how to simulate in VR. Right now, an airline employee might not learn how to de-ice the wing of a plane until there are actual passengers on board. But using an Oculus Rift, workers can learn how to use controls on a de-icer, build up the muscle memory they need, and more importantly, learn the spatial awareness to operate the machinery and keep from hitting other vehicles on, and planes on the tarmac, which causes very expensive accidents. Um, another use of VR in job training, according to ForgeFX's president and co-founder, is mining machinery operation which has the potential to reduce deadly accidents.
Hi, this is Tina Maddox, Senior Editor for Tech Pro Research and Tech Republic. I just got back from Lexington, Kentucky, where I attended the All Tech Ideas Conference. It was really incredible. They showed us all sorts of ways that people can digitize their farms, including using facial recognition software for, wait for it, cows. Yes, software to help farmers identify their cows and know what's going on without having to go out into the field themselves. I also talked with Steve Wozniak and these stories are going to appear soon on Tech Republic. Hey podcast listeners, does the company you work for use a 3D printer? Are they considering getting one? Or do you think 3D printing is completely overhyped? At Tech Pro Research, Tech Republic's sister site, we're doing some research and we want to know your thoughts on 3D printing. Will it bring big advances in your industry or will it be a huge job killer? Take five minutes, seriously, just five minutes and tell us. There's a link in the show notes. If you take the survey, you'll get a free copy of the research report, which is usually only available to paying Tech Pro Research subscribers. Plus, you'll get our eternal gratitude. And that's worth it, right? And if you're into 3D printing you should subscribe to our innovation newsletter. It's delivered to inboxes every Wednesday, and it's full of the week's best content about developments in 3D printing, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, and more. Go to the website and click on newsletters to sign up. All right. Thanks for listening to Tech Republic's Business Technology Weekly. You can find links to everything we talked about on this episode at techrepublic.com. And we're easy to follow on Twitter at Tech Republic. Archived episodes of this podcast can be found at soundcloud.com slash techrepublic. Bill and Amy, thanks a ton for helping with the headlines today. Always a pleasure. Yep, yep. So if you're a reader or listening to the show, we would love for your voice to be a part of the podcast conversation. You can email us at podcast at techrepublic.com or leave a voicemail at 646-389-5404. One final note, this is Tech Republic correspondent Aaron Carson's final week. Over the course of this podcast, Aaron has contributed a number of valuable reports. She's staying in the CBS Interactive family and moving over to the CNET team. Uh, Her writing will be missed here at Tech Republic, but we're excited to follow her work at CNET. Thank you for listening. We'll talk with you again soon on Business Technology Weekly.